Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, and it's our first podcast of 2020. On this day in 1841, the Houston and Austin Turnpike Company was chartered by the Congress of the Republic of Texas to lay out a road from Austin to Houston. The road was to start at Houston, cross the Brazos River within five miles of San Felipe de Austin, and continue from the river on the most practical route to Austin. The work was to start within 12 months and be completed in five years. This initial turnpike company was followed by the chartering of some 50 such companies between 1841 and 1905. Early roads often were mere rocky trails or mud streams. Courses were longer and less efficient as they zigzagged and sharply turned around hills, large trees, and boulders. The advent of the automobile in the early 1900s led to a dramatic change in the attitude toward highway development in the nation and in Texas. Now, on to today's podcast. For years, Texas has enjoyed a reputation as an economic powerhouse. The state fared better than most of the United States during and after the Great Recession, thanks in part to its diverse economy and stronger housing market fundamentals. While Texas population, employment, and income growth are still ahead of the nation as a whole, other states are beginning to shine just as brightly. Real Estate Center research economist Dr. Luis Torres and research associate Paige Silva compared Texas' current housing market fundamentals to those of six other states in their article, States of Housing, Does Texas Still Have the Edge? They join us today to talk about their findings. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Why did the Texas economy fare relatively well after the Great Recession? Uh, Two major reasons. One was the oil fracking industry, and the other one was the technology industry, also sector. So one part was technology, Austin, and then oil fracking, Houston. So that helped a lot, the Texas economy, recover faster than the rest of the country. And we saw, you know, if you compare the growth rates, higher uh, uh, employment growth rates with respect to to the country and other states, So because Texas had stronger housing fundamentals, meaning that leading up to the Great Recession, Texas did not have as great as a bust because the housing financing um, did not have as many subprime mortgages. Texas' favorable economic conditions attracted new residents who bought homes after the Great Recession. Has that attractiveness waned throughout the past decade, or is it still strong? And if so, why? So it, it has waned. You know, the, as the other states have recovered from the Great Recession, they're doing m- much better economically. So that's, you know, that incentive for somebody to move from one state to another. Let's say you're unemployed in your, in your state of origin, and you have that incentive, okay, I'm unemployed, or the growth practice in this state are, are you know, are bloom. I want to go somewhere else where it's much better. Uh, would have a, a better chance of, you know, for a better chance of employment. Uh, so as those states have recovered from that, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's, they're doing much better than they were in the past. Of course, that's a, an incentive for you to stay instead of moving to another state like Texas 
where you've seen, you know, all these companies move in, positive job growth. So in that case, yes, you've seen it, re- especially most recently, if those states have, have done much better than before. And I suppose that if your state of origin, maybe the employment growth is not, maybe there's not as many jobs available as in Texas, but if there's still some employment <coughs> growth and some opportunities for jobs, you might just have to wait a little bit longer. I feel like um, people might choose to do that so they don't have to pick up and move and leave their family or leave their friends. So. So in your article, you compared Texas' current housing market fundamentals to those of six other states. That's Arizona, Colorado, Washington, Florida, California, and New York. Why were those specific states chosen for your comparison? Uh, Because of the the size and the importance of their economies and and also their housing markets. So you you have to look at like the top uh, economies in in the nation, and you would see that those states ranked uh, high. And also their, uh, their housing markets are also a, a, a big component of the national housing market. So to compare Texas, you know, it would be interesting to compare with other states of a similar size uh, uh, economically and, and, and also the housing market. Um, and we tried to choose states, uh, like Lily said, that have been getting a lot of notice in the press and with other uh, research organizations that say, oh, this state, uh, for example, Arizona, is having a massive housing boom. And um, with that comes some challenges. Um, Like if you have such a fast housing boom, maybe supply can't keep up. And that's some of the things that we're seeing in Texas, where the especially entry-level housing market, the supply is not quite keeping up. So we wanted to compare those those states. Yeah, and the other thing we wanted to look at was, you know, since Texas, as you mentioned earlier, did so much well, February economically recovered faster, and the current strength of the Texas economy, and also of the housing market, uh, we wanted to look and see, you know, how are the other states doing? You know, it's been 10 years, you know, 10 years after the, after the Great Recession or the financial crisis. So let's look at how they're performing, right? Let's see if they actually recovered from the Great Recession or not. And we found some interesting things, you know, like the, the case of Colorado. You know, a big issue has been uh, has been issue even in Texas has been the lack of supply of new housing. Mm-hmm. So we have a, like a cool indicator of housing starts per capita and also uh, permits per capita. And of the states we looked at, Colorado was the act the the, the only one right mm-hmm. uh, page that actually recovered from you know, achieved its level or recovered from the the two thousand seven. Uh, uh, financial crisis. So they're back or above their pre-crisis level of supplying homes per capita. So that's interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. So so that's one of the other reasons we try to look and see, see what's happening in, in these other states. How are their housing markets doing currently? So you guys already touched on it, but which of those states that you compared are becoming more attractive? Are any of those states really not gaining as much ground as others? Like, which are the top contenders when it comes to competing with Texas in the housing market? So, uh, interesting question. It depends, you know, it, it's interesting to see, you know, states mentioned earlier, Colorado, and, and Paige mentioned Arizona. So those are the states when you see a lot of population growth, uh, and a lot of employment growth, and also the housing market has, has grown a lot. And you've seen that, that they attracted those states because of the performance of their economies. 
And in the case of Colorado, of course, the lifestyle, right? People mm-hmm. want to live in Colorado, they want to move there. But also, it's been combined with a lot of companies, new companies, and the performance of that of the, of the, of the Colorado uh, economy doing well has attracted all these people to move there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of all these things, right? Uh, so yes, there, there, those states, you know, you've seen these, these, these movement now. Going to the pot, like the like the states where people are moving to, like Colorado, uh, Arizona. You can even consider Washington, Washington. also, and you can see you know, Colorado, Washington. They have like similarities to to each other, right? Uh, uh, the quality of life, specifically, especially. But you see, like states like New York, New York, there, and California, where you've heard all these issues they've had in the past of regulation issues, and not they're not. So uh, business friendly, mm-hmm. uh, state income tax. Yeah, Colorado has a state income tax, by the way, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. Even with that, people want to live there, but for other reasons. Still, they think the, the, the housing issue, the, the affordability issue, is not as strong. In Colorado uh, states that don't fare that well have been, like, especially like New York. New York's a state, you know, that's been lagging behind. Population. They actually lost population. Mm-hmm. I think that Florida is also becoming more attractive for in-migration because they also have a low-tax environment. So businesses want to move there, and then individuals want to move there as well. Um, There's lots of uh, in-migration from immigrants from other states as well as international. Especially from New York. A lot of people Mm -hmm. move from New York to Florida. There's always been a relationship there through the the, the years, right? Florida was the vacation spot of the New Yorkers, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always been, you know, they move from New York, they live in in, in, in Florida during the summer, but now, given what's happening, especially, you know, the changes in tax, federal taxes, where you can exempt the state income tax now, Mm -hmm. that created a big incentive of, you know, I'll move from that state where I can't deduct my my income, my, my state income tax. I'll move to states where we don't have to actually pay a state in, income tax. And states like Texas have, have won that. Right? Mm-hmm. And then also, of course, the uh, retirees coming to Florida as well. And that is, um, they're less, they don't buy as many uh, entry level quite uh, homes as well. So that gives them a boost in the different, the higher priced homes. And, and compliment, complimenting what Paige said, Arizona also has attracted a lot of retirees mm-hmm. also. So that's, you know, one of the reasons why people are, are moving there also. As the population in the, in, the, in, the, in the United States gets older now, right? As, yeah. as the baby boomers start to retire. Mm-hmm. Can we expect Texas housing market to lose its edge more throughout the 2020s or will it stay relatively attractive? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we've registered one of the highest uh, growth rates in, in, in home price appreciation. But don't forget, we started at a low level compared to California or New York, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, the, if you look just if you, if you look at the, at the growth in prices and home prices in Texas, you would be, oh, God, we're, we're growing at a higher rate. But uh, still, we're more affordable because the, where we started, the level of, of house prices was relatively uh, more affordable, cheaper than states like California or, or New York. So, yes, we're, we're still, you know, we're, st- we're getting more expensive, yes. All this new migration, new development, there's always a, a cost. There's always an opportunity cost. And that is, you know, prices have gone up. And we've seen that, right? We've seen how prices have, have in, since 2012 precisely, home prices have grown at a higher rate than incomes here in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. In the past, that never happened. Always, you know, income was... Income would grow at a higher at a higher rate than in home prices, but after 2012, we've seen this where 
uh, home prices are, are rising at a higher rate than income. But Paige, we, we did something interesting, and Paige, you can elaborate on this. Uh, we actually tried to do a simple measure of affordability. Do you, you want to comment uh, on that? Yes. So we included a measure of affordability. It's basically the uh, the median home price ratio to the median annual household income. We saw that Texas, uh, prior to the Great Recession, was the most affordable. Um, so their ratio was about three, I, I believe. Three, three something. Some, yeah, three something, uh, meaning the median home price is only three times as much as the median annual household income. And even though that has increased, um, not so much, but it has increased a little bit since the Great Recession, Texas is still the most affordable. Yeah, so California um, presently, as of uh, 2019, has a ratio around Eight, another one of the states that we see has a, a housing boom right now. Um, lots of housing sales is Arizona, but Arizona is still not as affordable as Texas. Texas remains the most affordable state in this analysis. Yeah, and the other thing we did was, you know, we looked at, uh, we kind of uh, used a procedure. We've done it here in the center in the past. We tried to actually estimate what would be the actual, uh, uh, what actual home prices would be. Right, based on fundamentals. So what we did is we kind of tried to estimate the, the the home home prices in the state of Texas, and we did it for all, all the other states we analyzed in the, in the study, mm-hmm. and tried to say, you know what, what is what would be the actual price of uh, the actual home price based on supply fundamentals, uh, uh, building permits, uh, population growth, uh, and also housing demand, population growth, employment. So we try to look at all these factors to see uh, if what would be the estimate price. And what we saw, interestingly, that in the case of Texas, there's kind of been like a uh, uh, currently uh, the estimated the estimated price is actually uh, lower. That the price that should be in the market currently is lower than what is actually happening right now. So that tells you that something is happening in 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 Texas in the housing prices, and especially is, is due like uh, Paige mentioned earlier that lack of housing, the lack of housing supply in 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 the lower uh, in the lower threshold below two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We've seen that one of the issues we've had here in Texas, and I think in the rest of the country in these states, is that there's not been a, uh, uh, the supply. There's a lot of demand for housing with a price tag of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but that is not builders right currently, or they're trying to supply that market or, the, or that niche of the market. But unfortunately, it hasn't been supplied. So maybe that's the reason we have seen that divergence between the what prices should be and what prices are currently are. Uh, that same phenomenon is uh, we saw in Colorado as well. The actual uh, home price is higher than what our model estimated that it should be, according to the housing. Yeah, models. and and the the, the 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 it's a simple model and it's a good model, it's a good indicator. If if you go back before before the financial crisis, you go back through time, you back to the nineties or seventies, mm-hmm. you can see that. The model, you know, the model actually does a good job of tracking what prices should be and what prices are. And you can see especially, it did happen in Texas, interestingly, in the mm-hmm. model, uh, uh, to the run-up of the financial crisis to 2008, 2009. Uh, but you would see it in other states like California, New York, and Florida, 
where there was a divergence between those actual and estimated prices. And then after the financial crisis, you can see right, right now that they're basically the same values. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So looking forward into the uh, 2020s, Texas, as of the the third quarter 2019 GDP, state GDP numbers were just released. And so we see that Texas is leading the nation in GDP growth at full percent. And this is above the nationwide average of 2.1 percent. Washington, Colorado, Florida, and Arizona are also above the uh, nationwide average, um, but then we see that California and New York are uh, performing below. So um, that is a good indication of how the economy might compare in 2020. No, and, and the interesting part of that is you think about it, uh, uh, Texas recently outperformed the other states, was ranked number one, like Paige mentioned, in the nation. And it's, and it's in a time where the oil industry is not doing well. Right, it's not like you know. Oh, we're boom the oil boom right now. We're back in an oil boom like in before two thousand fourteen or, or, or so. Right now, actually, so that shows you also how the Texas economy the, the has diversified from just being no, oh, no, we're just oil, right? Texas is just oil. No, 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 we're more than that. And you can see the numbers where you can see right now the oil industry is not doing well, but we still achieve the highest growth rate in the nation because mm-hmm. of other sectors uh, that we have that we have diverged from. That are doing well. Um, an interesting fact is Houston uh, has diversified more into the uh, hospital and medical realm as well. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thanks. Thanks again, Luis and Paige. We posted a link to States of Housing, Does Texas Still Have the Edge? on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. This article is featured in the January 2020 issue of TG Magazine, which is out now. You can find this article and more on the Real Estate Center's research library. It includes a wide variety of economic reports and research articles. Our latest include our new quarterly apartment report, soil health practices, water resource issues, Abilene's housing market, micro markets, and more. Included a link to the research library on our podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you want more from the Real Estate Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Real Estate Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe to iTunes or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center in College Station, Texas. where We've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reader, and I'll see you next time. Bye!